Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, this is Core Play Radio Sex Therapy with your sex therapist, Lori Watson, and your couples therapist, Dr. Adam Matthews. We are here to help couples keep it hot. Yeah, that's what we want, isn't it? That's right. Hot but sex. today, we're going to talk about solo sex oh, and yeah. masturbation and right. how to think about that. Eventually, we're going to talk about how to think about that as your coupleship. You know, what does mm-hmm. the couple think about that? Involving that in your sex life. Yeah, involving that or not involving that or what yeah. people feel about that. Yeah. I mean, that's the number one question when you bring up the word masturbation, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. there's so many different thoughts and feelings around that subject, mm-hmm. especially since it starts getting explored at such a young age. Yeah, right? exactly. Right. You don't have to be in a partnered relationship, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so that just it, that exploration it is most, begins. Most people's yeah. first sexual experience is by themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and for, you know, children, children masturbate and it's not really sexual, it's just body exploration. Yeah. It's just yeah. A, it's just it physical. feels good, but it's yeah. not it doesn't have a sexual context. Right. But at adolescence, there's more of a sexual context. Yeah. And so a lot of people might be surprised at that, honestly, that that happens, that begins to happen in childhood. But it really Mm -hmm. is, right? And it's very early on that that exploration can occur. Right, right. And then in adolescence, you know, the majority of boys masturbate. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, more than the majority, like most. Not 100 percent. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that one guy, friend you have is lying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And for girls, though, it is the primary way young girls learn how to have an orgasm, mm-hmm. which is surprising, I think, to some men. Like, really? That's, yeah. yeah, but true. What's the difference, though, that you would say between men and women when they're in masturbation at um, in puberty? At our, in puberty yeah. yeah. I think as I listen to my patients that boys learn to masturbate in many different rooms and positions. They're standing up, they're sitting down, they're in the bathroom, they're in the tub, they're in the shower. I mean, they're everywhere trying this this new thing out. Yep. And girls often try it in one position only. And a lot of young girls try it on their stomach, sort of more through their vulva, so through the outer lips of their vulva. And so 
oftentimes one of the problems I have in sex therapy with women who are not able to translate orgasm from their masturbatory experience to a relationship experience is they have a masturbation pattern that doesn't translate very well. Mm. You know, they, they can only do it in one way. It doesn't translate way. to partner sex. It doesn't translate to partner sex. Okay. Yeah. Would you say that's true for men as well, or is that different no, I, because no, it's I more flex? It's more. It's so flexible, and yeah. their body is so reliable yeah. that it translates very well to partnered sex. Yeah, um, I'm having visions of the moms of adolescent males that are listening to this podcast <laughs> freaking out that you just said that their teenage boys are masturbating in every room of their house. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think a lot I think a lot of Clorox is going to be going to be bought this weekend. You may have just spiked the sale of Clorox. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a lot of cleaning. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. And, you know, I hope that as mothers of sons that, you know, they can get comfortable with that, that yeah. they don't shame them. And Well, I mean, that's the thing, right, is that masturbation can, for a lot of people, they get shamed over it. They, they do. Because they that do. obviously, especially in the beginning, it's it's a private act. And it probably yeah. it should be a private act. Well, we should Absolutely. teach our kids that it should be a private act. But there can be a lot of shame that begins to be associated with that. As for most people, that's their first encounter with any kind of sexual experience and, in a lot and, of ways. Right? And I'm I'm not sure that the shame isn't intrinsic. I mean, certainly kids are shamed. But I think sometimes – well, okay, th- their parents are not necessarily open, right? And what's not spoken about conveys shame. You mm. know, you, you, you shouldn't do that or or just not saying anything or maybe acting disgusted. I mean, there's this – Unfortunately, the very first experience is conveyed with and combined with shame from the parent. Hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's kind of furtive, right? I mean, a lot of you think about kids masturbating in their bedroom, hoping their mom doesn't come in, right. you know, and catch them. But even I mean, from childhood, I think that there's a sense of which parents, a lot of times their kids reach down to grab themselves and their parents swat their hand away. Yeah. Oh, not right? here. Stop that, Johnny. Stop. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't touch yourself there. Or, right. or God forbid that they, they say something like, oh, that's gross. Stop it. I know. You know? I know. And, and so like, many parents do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because they, I think that pos- probably comes from a good intention, right? You don't mm-hmm. want your children grabbing themselves in public. You or, don't. Or like, you know, you as don't. much as possible, you don't, you know, want them to be clean and, ha- and healthy and teach right. them good things about good Boundaries, good hygiene. Uh So there's probably some good intention of that, but the unintended consequences could be a lot of shaming around um, doing something that for a lot of kids is very natural. Yeah, exactly. And we got a list here of all these names that Adam's going to read. No, I paid you not to make me say them all. Some of them I haven't even I haven't even heard of. Uh Double clicking the mouse. I don't know that I've heard. Double clicking the the mouse. mouse. I'm not sure. That's that's an internet age term, right? That is so great. I know I hadn't heard of that one either. That is so so good. All right. Um, Yeah. No. There's there's just about every name out there for masturbation. You know, There's probably ones that slang you know, ones. haven't heard before. Exactly. You know. I mean, I guess since we're really helping couples keep it hot, how do they – what do they do with these thoughts? Like is it okay to masturbate once you get married? Is it okay in committed partnership? I mean, I have a lot of couples ask me that. Like they've just discovered their partner is masturbating and mm. they have this reaction to it. That there's something being denied them or something that's being hidden maybe. Mm-hmm. Or they're yeah. not enough. They're mm-hmm. not satisfying their partner. And so their partner needs to do that. Yeah. And so what would your initial reaction be? Is it a healthy part of marriage? 
First of all, I think masturbation is a natural part of us as sexual beings. I mean, that everybody masturbates at some point or another. I mean, I have people come in who say, my partner is so low libido, they would never do that. They would never think about it. But most people do at some point or another. And it often is not about the sense that their partner doesn't fulfill them. It's kind of just a selfish moment. You know, they just, they want to have an orgasm. They don't want all that rigmarole. They just Mm want to have it. Yeah. I think that's what I hear from couples that when it's a problem for them, when they have a problem, that that very, it's selfish, Uh right? Uh That they are not including their partner in something that from their standpoint is is probably supposed to be shared. That's the idea that sex is supposed to be shared. Any kind of sexual act is supposed to be shared. Right. And and sometimes they're very rigid about that. Mm. You You can't have your own sexuality. You have to share with me. Yeah, mm-hmm. And there are certainly traditions that feel that way, religious and cultural traditions that say masturbation in committed coupleship is wrong or bad or immoral. And I mean, and so then maybe the, the fear of is this a relational breach is then complicated by judgment, yeah. you know, like moral judgment on it. Lori, too, I think we should probably mention, I think for men, it can often be, and I guess for women, too, but mostly for men can be tied to pornography. Yeah. And so, like, I think possibly that women might see that, that when they find out that their partner is masturbating, I wonder if that might be a question for them. Mm -hmm. Is is he looking at pornography while he's masturbating or if that's part of what's uh, that's mm-hmm. part of what's driving yeah, that as and well. Yeah, I mean, I rarely know any men these days who haven't used pornography and I mean, I just think in this era, you know, so many men would use pornography as the starting point for masturbation and that's a complicated issue between couples mm-hmm. that doesn't have to do with climaxing outside of, you know, their relationship, right? It's yeah. it's complicated for them. Yeah. And that discovery, if it's a secret, could lead to some, right. some difficult and And you think well. about the, the man who's discovered masturbating to porn. Maybe he feels the same sense of shame that he felt when his mother accidentally opened the door and he was masturbating oh, yeah. in his bedroom. Like, oh, my God, I'm caught again. Yeah. I mean, her, her feelings about it may be very complex. But I think his feeling, if it's something that he's just always kept to himself and never really thought he needed to say anything about it because everybody does that, you know? And so suddenly it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm caught. And I didn't even realize I was, you know, I thought I was an adult now and and I could do what I wanted with my own body. And it's like. But because it's it's been a secret act for the majority of Mm -hmm. life, it continues to be a secret when Mm -hmm. maybe unintentionally when you enter into a couple relationship. Right. And and the secret, I mean, I think most people somehow or another do feel like this is one secret. You know, if I go under anesthesia, the one thing I don't want to blurt out is that I masturbate. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, no, that's, I mean, that's what you want to take to your, really take, take to your grave, Take it right? to the grave, you even, know? Yeah, even though the majority of people do it, that's what you yeah, want That's what exactly. you want to take. So, so I mean, I, I think that there is kind of, even into adulthood, certainly privacy about it mm-hmm. most of the time. There are couples out there who talk about it and who are really open about yeah, it and free. Sure. And then there's no issue, right? They're yeah. kind of on the same page. And I suppose we want to help couples who are potentially struggling and haven't thought this through very well or asked each other about it or it is secret. Mm-hmm. And so what do they do with that? Yeah. So maybe after we take a break and come back and talk about more, like how do we... Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 
Six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. How is that healthily integrated into couple relationships? Okay, great. Okay, you're listening to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy with sex therapist Lori Watson and couples therapist Dr. Adam Matthews. We'll be right back. Wanting Sex Again. How to Rediscover Desire and Heal a Sexless Marriage by Certified Sex Therapist Lori Watson. Each chapter is designed to fix one of the problems that cause low libido from early marriage through the childbearing years, even all the way through menopause. I've also had men read it and tell me that for them it was the most hopeful thing they read about resolving sexual problems. Look for Wanting Sex Again on Amazon.com. You can also talk to Lori Watson for therapy in person or via Skype. I offer couples counseling and sex therapy and I think about both aspects of the relationship, emotional intimacy and sexual technique and that combination together helps marriages be happy improve your sex and improve your relationship with awakening center for couples and intimacy find out more at awakenloveandsex.com and sign up for their next couples retreat weekend hosted by Lori watson awakenloveandsex.com awaken what's possible it is one of my great joys in life to be able to really help individuals and couples find strength in their relationships and really find hope again. Licensed marriage and family therapist, Dr. Adam Matthews from Matthews Counseling. I work with a wide variety of issues, including depression and anxiety, marital issues, issues with adolescence. I believe that therapy should be designed around you, that it should be personalized to who you are and to your unique situation. Therapy is available in office, online, and by phone. I want therapy to be comfortable for everyone. At our office, you'll find that we sit around a fireplace in deep, comfortable chairs, look at the problem differently, and offer practical solutions for you to take home and utilize outside of the therapy room. Schedule today and rediscover hope. You can find me on the web at matthewscounseling.net. Matthews with one T. You can contact us through email or phone and find a lot of resources on our website, matthewscounseling.net. Hi, this is Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy with sex therapist Lori Watson and couples therapist Dr. Adam Matthews. And today we're talking about masturbation and solo sex and does that have a place in couple sex? Everybody's favorite conversation to <laughs> have around the dinner table, right? And talk about right. masturbation. Yeah, and so many people. <laughs> yeah. I remember a girl in junior high, we were, te- we were in like the sex ed class and somebody said something about masturbation and she like, you know, whispered to me, what is that? And I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> you, know? you, you got to know what that you gotta is. You got to know what right? that is. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, but it's something most people don't talk about. And there's a lot of assumptions about it. I yeah. mean, when you're married or you're with somebody for a long time, I mean, maybe you assume that they do. Yeah. Or maybe that you, you don't know that they you know, you think that they don't, especially if there's a discrepancy in libido. Yeah, or you think that you're going to get into marriage and it's it's going to stop for both of you because you're going to mm-hmm. be so sexually fulfilled in the other. So mm-hmm. a lot of like misconceptions that 
lead into a, right. a partnered relationship around that subject. Right. That sex is going to be so great. I'm not going to need that anymore yeah. or something. Yeah. How do we talk about that with couples in a way that says how do they maybe integrate masturbation into their sex lives or how to, you know, talk yeah. to each other about it? Like where, where do you think So the, go the first there? thing I do when I talk to couples about it is I never use the word masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> you use one of the other terms? No. Uh, you use do you spank double, the monkey? Double, no. double clicking the mouse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is that, oh, is that what you call it? Is that what you call it, Lori? You're for naming things. So what do you, what, I'm, I'm so interested now in what, in what, in what you call it. No, you know, no, 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 no. What I say is just like how, what happens when you're by yourself? I like uh-huh. avoid the whole term thing yeah. altogether okay. because people do feel so much shame about it. So, you know, if I, if a man is saying, you know, I have ED and I'll say, well, how is that when you're by yourself? You know, mm-hmm. or a woman says, I, you know, I, I don't have an orgasm. I'm like, well, can you, can you, when you're by yourself? You know, yeah. I, I don't say, can you, you e- when you masturbate? Uh, you, ease, you, know? you ease into it. I ease uh, into it. it. If just... they say masturbate, then I'll use that word. But if they don't, it's just like, you know, the most personal question in the world. So, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. And so I'm uh, getting couples to talk about it and they like getting them over the shock if they didn't know that that was going on with yes. their partner. Yes. Right. Because more than likely it is on and some it level. Has. And it has. Right. Yeah. So getting over that shock to then begin to have a conversation about it yeah. seems to be might be the first the first step. I mean, one one of the things that I think like a healthy thing would be if they could show their partner, you know, what they do. That would be the ultimate this is how I like it, right? Mm. And I I know rhythm, I know touch, I know tension and this is what really makes it work for me. So I mean, but getting people to do that, especially the shy more inhibited people that need so sex that's gonna, therapy. That's going to be tough, right? <laughs> Some people out there are like, yeah, that's yeah, the greatest let's idea. Do it. Let's yeah. do it. The ones that are yeah. coming to see us more than likely though are pretty mm-hmm. inhibited, to, more inhibited. To, to do that. But Right, exactly. But it can be very freeing in that way because it's going to teach you a lot about your partner mm-hmm. and about what they need when you do have coupled sex. Right. Right. When it's no longer solo, there's a lot of freedom that it can really enhance the the couple the relationship. Knowledge. Yeah, the knowledge that you have about your partner, how uh-huh. they're turned on, how they're aroused, what they like, how they're stimulated, like all those kind of things can really um, lead to better partnered sex. Exactly, exactly. And I, I think I said this to you earlier that – Unfortunately, one of the things I see is, you know, little boys, they, the good thing for little boys is they learn to do it everywhere. You know, mm. they, they learn to do it standing up in every room in the house, all that. But little girls often learn to do it when they're laying on their stomachs. Mm. I, I don't know why, but that seems to be a very favorite masturbation technique for little girls. Maybe mm-hmm. it's because it's super private. Yeah. But it doesn't translate very well to partnered sex. Yeah. So how does exploring masturbation with your partner then kind of help overcome that? Yeah. Like, so, I mean, partly we have to modify the position, of course, yeah. you know, so that you can – you can. and one of the things I encourage for women is try it in different positions so that you're more likely and more able to translate self-touch and self-experience mm-hmm. into partnered experience to be able to say and, and show and know what you like. Yeah. And I've heard you talk about this too before, but that – 
that can also lead to a woman having better orgasms, right? Or yeah. being able to know what is needed for her to orgasm yeah. if she's not having orgasms. I mean, masturbation is really the treatment of choice in terms of a woman having an orgasm for the first time. If she's never had an orgasm, this is the way she learns, is by herself. It's the way most girls learn and the way a woman could learn. I, I think it gets complicated with my patients who maybe come from a tradition, either a religious tradition or a cultural tradition that says masturbation is taboo and it's bad or it's wrong. I had a couple that came in and she had never had an orgasm and it was like she'd been having sex three times a week with her partner for 12 years, never had an orgasm. And Mm -hmm. they were, their religion prohibited masturbation. So I try to be very respectful of that and just I'm never going to suggest to a woman, and I'm never going to say, well, your religion is crazy. I'm just going to find a workaround. Yeah. So we talked for several sessions, and her husband was wide open. I mean, they were allowed to look at books and learn sort of technique like that. And then the crazy thing was in the hallway, she said to me as she was leaving her session, well, what about vibrators? <laughs> and uh, I said, oh, yes, we are so good to go. Yeah. <laughs> you can use vibrator. But the vibrator was invented post-scripture. Uh, yeah. And so, so there was no there was prohibition. No, no prohibition yeah. against that, yeah. yeah. It was so, seen as okay. Yeah, it was seen as okay. And there was nothing said about it. So she was allowed to use that. And, of course, she did have a very quick orgasm. And that was partnered. I mean, I yeah. don't even know if she used it by herself. I don't think that was the point. But That's a good point and a good thing to step into as well is the idea of mutual masturbation yes. and how that can be beneficial to the couple relationship. Because there are a lot of faith traditions that maybe or cultural traditions where that may be seen as okay. Mm-hmm. By yourself may, may, may not be seen as okay. Mm-hmm. But either way, it can be beneficial to the couple because a lot of times that can be a way if there's any kind of thing that's inhibiting right. Um, we, we just got that letter from moment. that guy, right? Yeah. He said, you know, what do you do when your wife is pregnant and she's totally not interested in it? And yeah. I think masturbation is problematic if your partner wants more sex and you are masturbating too much. Yeah. Like if you are masturbating to the point of being satisfied and don't let that out so that you satisfy your partner. I I think that's a big problem. And in this case, though, his wife wasn't interested. So, I mean, certainly masturbation is kind of a fill-in, I think. But on the other hand, maybe she could masturbate him, you know, or or stimulate. I don't even call that, in my mind, masturbation. That's just sex. I mean, that's a different form of sex, even though it takes the form that masturbation would take. But, you know, a lot of people call it that way, right? Yeah. You know, can they masturbate each other or something? And I mean, that would be a great use, you know, during a time when she's really not that into it yeah. you or, know, for, or, there's or is a, uncomfortable. Any of the things that we've talked about, any of the myriad of things that tend to get in the way of intercourse, this is a way that we're, you're expanding the box, yeah. so to speak. You're, exactly. You're, op- you're opening it up to other avenues of um, you're smiling at me because of the euphemism, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was an unintended euphemism, <laughs> and Lori is just grin- is grinning at me. <laughs> is, I couldn't help it. I mean, when you talk about sex for a half an hour, I mean, you're gonna like mess up. You're gonna say sexual innuendos. It's just crazy. I, I would say also, just for the record, being a sex therapist, I can't not hear it anymore. Yeah, you know, you I mean, hear I hear it everywhere. You hear all the euphemisms. 
off. Yeah, I hear every single thing that yeah. people say, and it's like, oh yeah. yeah. And now every time you double click your mouse, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be thinking of this one. Uh, <laughs> That's right. right. Every time. <laughs> there, just any of the things that it's just another tool in your sexual repertoire that right. really can help the relationship be fulfilling in a new and vibrant way sometimes, if it isn't already. Yeah. And I mean, and sometimes it's okay to, you just need an orgasm and need, you need to go to sleep. And I don't think that's bad. And I mean, I had a girlfriend who I gave a vibrator to because she was not having orgasms. And her husband was like, great. Thanks a lot. She's using the vibrator. All right. <laughs> I mean, he was so pissed at me. But eventually, you know, they worked it out. And mm-hmm. the orgasms that she could control and know that she could have, it, she she began to feel like her body was reliable. Mm-hmm. And then she was way more open to sharing because she could. She knew she could have them. She knew how to get them. I think they incorporated the vibrator, which I think is a fine adaptation, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, so in that sense, it led to increased satisfaction for oh, the couple. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It did. I, I think that it did. Okay, so we are done with clicking the double mouse. <laughs> I think it's double clicking the mouse. But double like, clicking the mouse. Like clicking what did I say? Mouse. It's clicking the double mouse. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're listening to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy with your sex therapist, Lori Watson, and your couples therapist, Dr. Adam Matthews. Thanks for listening. Hey, help us stay on top here at Foreplay. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much.